Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Andrew the Diabetic Dynamo Dobes. I'm running solo today. Brian the Boom Corrigan is out with an injury. It's not an injury. He's going to be out for at least a week. Uh, and uh, hopefully he'll be back as soon as he can. But it's just going to be me. You're stuck with me the entire week. And what a week it's been. Week 12. That is crazy. We saw the uh, the Raiders play like the Jets. We saw the Jets play like the Jets. And then we saw two teams that didn't have a quarterback play against each other. It has been a crazy week. I'm going to go over it really quick. Kind of the top performers as well as my top waiver signings for week 13. So jumping right into it, we're going to go into the beast mode, least modes. I'm going to start out good. All right. Let's start out happy. I'm going to head into the beast modes. Let's go quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson. How about that? Two weeks in a row as the number one fantasy quarterback. He destroyed Thanksgiving uh, against Detroit. So kind of a cop-out? I don't know. You're always going to have a good week against Detroit. 318 passing yards, four passing TDs. Ran the ball a lot, two, eight times, but only for 24 yards. Uh, Will Fuller had a heck of a game. Unfortunately, I didn't mention this. Unfortunately, he will be out for the rest of the season. He has violated the NFL's performance-enhancing substance policy. So he's going to be out. He misses six games, which means the rest of this year and week one next year. So that's uh, where whatever team he's going to be. He's going to be a free agent. I don't think that... uh, yeah, I don't think that Hughes is going to re-sign Fuller. Fuller's going to be a free agent. He's going to miss that week. So uh, that's kind of nuts. But you really, I mean, what a way to go out. That was an amazing game. Uh, Deshaun Watson just just killed it, man. So he is the first beast mode. Next up, someone who never appears. I don't think he's ever appeared on the beast mode yet. I'm talking about Kirk Cousins, quarterback from Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to be talking about him more in depth later. This episode, ooh, spoilers, but he had a great game. 307 yards, three TDs without Adam Thielen. Led that comeback victory, one by a point. He went beast mode. He turned it up, which was crazy because you don't expect that uh, out of Kirk Cousins. Uh, And then we'll throw in one final quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm doing it. Ryan Fitzpatrick went beast mode. He, He filled in for Tua, who was out with an injury. Threw for 257 yards and two touchdowns. It wasn't the best performance. It wasn't like a number one, you know, uh, fantasy player of the week. But man, he he shows that he's still capable of being an NFL quarterback. He can he can lead a team to victory. I mean, I I don't know what his future entails. I don't know if he's going to stay as at, at Miami or if he's going to try to find a starting spot in like Chicago or Jacksonville or Indianapolis next year. But He's still he's still got some life in him. Uh, next up, we'll go with the running backs. Antonio Gibson, running back for Washington. Again, a Thanksgiving game. It was amazing. 20 carries, 115 rushing yards, three TDs, ladies and gentlemen. Three TDs. If you do the math, in the last five games, he has scored eight touchdowns. That is ridiculous. Last five games, eight touchdowns. Holy smokes. This man is amazing. He is the fifth best. Fantasy running back this year. Uh, there's reports where uh, I forgot what ESPN analyst said. Gibson should go first round 
in fantasy drafts next year. Late first, early second. I don't disagree. I've been a Gibson lover uh, since really before anyone had faith in him. He is absolutely amazing. He came up clutch this week uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. Got the win, by the way. Big win as well. Uh, Divisional matchup. That was huge. Next up, I'm going to give a beast mode to David Montgomery. Coming back from an injury, he missed two weeks, one of them due to a bye, and had the best game this season. His first game where he rushed over 100 yards, had 11 carries, which isn't that great, uh, but he also got a receiving touchdown. That is awesome. Um, I, I I guess I got to eat crow. I said Montgomery, I don't trust him yet. The team didn't didn't run the ball enough for my liking, and they still don't run the ball that much. It's just David Montgomery had good enough production, um, way better. He averaged 9.4 yards a carry, which is insane, um, compared to his average for the season. I think it is about 3.4, 3.5. So huge game from him. Uh, and I like his matchups moving forward. Detroit, Houston, Minnesota, Jacksonville, and then Green Bay again. So he should actually, uh, he he might have a chance of finishing top 10 if he keeps this up. He's 15th right now. He actually has a chance. He went beast mode. Uh, one last running back. We'll go Austin Eckler. Welcome back. Welcome back from injury. Missed a whopping six weeks. I guess one of them was a bye. So five weeks from, from injury. 14 carries for 44 yards. That's not great on the ground, uh, but 11 receptions for 85 yards. This dude is a PPR machine. It's exactly what we expected of him uh, when you drafted him in that kind of third round uh, at the beginning of the season. And last but not least, we're going to go into the wide receivers. Tyreek Hill, you got to give it to him. You just got to. He had over 200 yards in the first half. I think it was the first quarter. 13 receptions, 269 yards, and three TDs with 15 targets. Uh, That's the definition of beast mode. Had over 50 fantasy points. If you had Tyreek this uh, this week, I got confused because that rhymed. If you had Tyreek this week, there's I would be so surprised if you did not win because he came up clutch. Uh, Next up, Jarvis Landry. I, I guess he listened to this podcast and he heard me talk crap about him because he stepped it up. Eight receptions, 143 yards, and a TD with 11 targets. Big plays there against Jacksonville. Uh, this, is, this is really only the second time where he's gotten double-digit targets. The first time where he's gotten over five receptions this game. And man, he, he really stepped it up. He was the... Uh, they needed a player to step up. Yeah. I should say they need a receiver to step it up, all right? Because their ground game's amazing, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Uh, but Jarvis Landry, they they need him to step up, and he delivered. And last but not least, I'm going to go Justin Jefferson for the Minnesota Vikings, stepping up in Adam Thielen's absence, having, I it, it's not even his best game uh, of the season, but another week where he had two touchdowns, seven receptions, and 70 yards. That is very solid numbers. The big thing, targeted 13 times. Uh, Adam Thielen is expected to be back next week, but man, Justin Jefferson making a push for for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Look out, Justin Herbert. He's coming. I don't think it's going to happen, but how crazy would that be? Uh, and real quick, I'll, I'll, I'll give some love to Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard from the Philadelphia Eagles finishes a number one tight end this week. It's not Travis Kelsey. Kelsey finished fifth. What are you doing? 
but Goddard, seven receptions, 75 yards, and a touchdown with 10 targets. That is very solid, even when he has Carson Wentz throwing to him. All right, next up, we're going to head into the least mode, the want-want kind of players. Uh, that really disappointed you this week. First off, I'm going to go Kyler Murray. Yeah, Kyler Murray lost to the New England Patriots, threw the ball for only 170 yards, no touchdown, one interception. That is crazy, man. That is that is really not what you expected from Kyler Murray, and I, I'll give him a break, right? Because he he's had 20-plus fantasy points every week. Every week, he's been the number one quarterback this entire season. He was bound to have one off week, and that was this week. Uh, it was a shame that it was against the Patriots because the Cardinals need to make this this playoff push. There's the number seven seed right now. There's a ton of teams kind of catching up. But, you know, D-Hop, five receptions, 55 yards, and they just couldn't get anything going through the air. So Kenyon Drake had a great game. But other than that, I got to go least mode for Kyler Murray. A uh, lot of quarterbacks in here. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. What are you doing? I guess Oakland as a whole. Oakland as a whole is least mode. Not Oakland. Oh, no, I did it again. I was doing so good. I was doing so good saying Las Vegas, and now I'm saying Oakland. Uh, <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders, entirely, the entire team is least mode. Now, Josh Jacobs is dealing with an injury. He should, he, he's questionable. He wasn't ruled out for week 13 yet, so that's good. But Derek Carr, 215 yards, no touchdown, one interception. Here's the kicker. Three fumbles. Three fumbles from Derek Carr that game. He got you a whopping .6 points. Uh, if you know if you're in a league that rounds up, hey, solid one for you. Uh, but Colt McCoy finished higher than Derek Carr, and Colt McCoy didn't even play the full game. So that uh, that's just a mess. Uh, and then, man, Jared Goff, uh, another another least mode player, another just rough rough week. Uh, 198. Yards, total passing yards, no TDs, two interceptions and a fumble. What is going on with these turnovers from the quarterbacks this week? So all those guys, least mode. Uh, we'll head into running backs because, again, they, there's a good amount of them. They're, I don't know what is going on with, a, with these underperforming players this week, but uh, Ezekiel Elliott coming off of the best game he had this season, over 20 carries, 100-plus yards and a receiving touchdown against the Minnesota Vikings. What does he do? Follows that up with 10 carries for 32 yards. That's it. He had a reception for 7 yards. Nothing. Back to under 10 points. Back to this Cowboys team. Really just just not looking great. They got destroyed by Washington. It was a blowout. It was kind of ugly, honestly. Uh, We'll go Daryl Henderson as the next player. For the LA Rams. Uh, he rushed 10 times for 19 yards. That is it. I will be talking about this run game more uh, later in this episode, but you know, he Henderson got the most carries this week, but way worse production than uh than Cam Makers. How crazy is that? It was against the San Francisco 49ers. They have a very good defense, even with all the injuries, but you know, it, I, it, it's, a, it's a weird situation 
And uh, it, it's looking like Akers is kind of finally becoming that that running back that they drafted him to be. And the final running back that is making the least mode is the man that I put a lot of faith in this season. And he's most of the time delivered. That's Damian Harris for the New England Patriots going up against the Arizona Cardinals. They did get the win, but it was a very close one. Damian Harris, 14 carries for 47 yards. Didn't do anything through the air. Uh, it James White was way more involved than I expected him to be. He got five carries, 18 yards, and two touchdowns. So in the in the red zone, it was really James White, which was a shame. Um, but, you know, it, unfortunately, this is the the gamble, the game you play with this Patriots run game. If if you've played fantasy for a long time, you you know what this is like. This is the it's still the Patriots run game. It's almost the same offense, really. It's it's the the run game has been notably bad, uh, fantasy wise for for years and years and years. So you know uh, it's unfortunate, but you know it's uh, we can't have anything nice in fantasy football. So uh, we'll move on to the wide receivers. All right, because again. A lot of underperforming. Uh, Jameson Crowder, number one. I love this man. I just, he, he's the target machine. But he only got three receptions, 31 yards, with five targets. Brashad 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 Perriman is looking really good. I'll talk about him later uh, this episode. I guess I got to figure out how to pronounce his first name if I'm going to talk about him more. Uh <laughs> But he's looking like the better receiver recently. Sam Darnold coming back from injury. He's just not looking right. And uh, yeah, it's been all Brashad Perriman. So I, I still expect Jameson Crowder to, to still be fantasy relevant. But I'm, I'm more skeptical. He's not an instant starter for me. He's, he's really a, a matchup base. Next up, Michael Pittman. Indianapolis Colts definitely in least mode. Uh, he was targeted nine times, but he only caught the ball twice for 28 yards. This should have been a good matchup for Michael Pittman. He was coming off of two very, very good weeks where he got over 100 yards in Week 10, and he got his first NFL career touchdown in Week 11 against the Green Bay Packers. What a win that was. But uh, they couldn't do it against Tennessee. I was very excited for Pittman this week. I know a lot of people were, and man, he just did not perform. And last but not least, we are going to go with Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup uh, for the L.A. Rams didn't do too well against San Francisco. Only two catches for 41 yards, which isn't bad. It's really good production-wise. It's averaging 20 yards a carry. But, it, you know, if you're if you're in a PPR league, half-point PPR league, that really doesn't get you much. You get a, a, about six points. That is really it. Good for you. Six points. That's not what you want out of Cooper Cup. Uh, I'll do one more notable nay, uh, nay, least mode. Jonu Smith, tight end for Tennessee Titans, the goose egg player of the week. No targets, no receptions, no yards, no touchdowns, none of that. He was invisible week 12 against the Indianapolis Colts. I don't know if that was the Colts game plan or if it just, the situation just didn't work out. I mean, the Titans threw like, the, t- the Titans scored like eight touchdowns. It was ridiculous. And uh, none of them to John. So very, very unfortunate. So that wraps up the beast mode and least mode. And now I'm going to move on to my favorite segment, the waiver signings for week 13. 
All right, so first up for the week 13 waiver signings, I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins. I talked about him. I said I was going to talk about him more. He had a rough start to the season. Let's be honest. He was terrible. He was like position rank 24, I think. Now he's position rank 14. He he lost Adam Thielen. I thought, uh-oh. Here we go. Another Another rough week for the Minnesota Vikings. Another poor week for Cousins in this offense. But man, he's been, really been stepping it up. He's thrown one interception in the last five games. In the last five games, he's had, let's see if I could do the 12 touchdowns. 12 touchdowns in the last five games and one interception. That is really good. That is that is like, like top, I mean, it's top 15. What can I say? If you need a quarterback and... There's a lot of quarterbacks that are now underperforming, like Carson Wentz. Uh, if you were stuck with the Bears quarterback situation, that's very unfortunate. Baker Mayfield, Phillip Rivers, Matthew Stafford, all these players I would bench for Kirk Cousins. I believe Kirk Cousins should have a very good end of the season. He's figuring things out with Justin Jefferson. He's got a reliable Adam Thielen, plus look at the matchups. Week 13, Jacksonville. That's a very, very, very easy defense to play against. Week 14, Tampa Bay. That one is going to be rough. The Vikings are going to be losing most of the game, but they're going to need to throw the ball. And where is Tampa Bay the weakest in their secondary? Uh, it, it's, it should be, he should be very good. He should have a, an adequate f- final week's. For fantasy, I'm, I'm lost on words because I'm not saying he should be an instant starter because there's many quarterbacks that are, that are going to be better than him. Like if you have Tom Brady, if you got Ryan Tannehill, all these players I like over Kirk Cousins. But if you're stuck with like a Carson Wentz like I am or a Derek Carr, I would drop him. I would pick up Cousins. Cousins is the better move. I would feel way more comfortable starting Cousins than starting Wentz. The next player, Cam Akers. Two touchdowns in two weeks for Akers. Is it too little too late, though? That's the question. He, now he's finally starting to perform. Do you want to put your trust in him heading into the playoffs? Because with the production that he's having, with the amount of points that he's putting up each week for the last two weeks, he should be flex-worthy. He's putting up flex-point numbers. Do you want to risk it, though? That is the big question. And listen, I don't blame you if you don't. I'm a big believer in in just start your studs, play it comfortable, and instead of picking up a player like Cam Akers, maybe pick up like a, like a cuff, like a handcuff, right? If you got Ezekiel Elliott, pick up Tony Pollard over Cam Akers. Pick up, play, play it safe. But if you are the type of person that takes risks, if you want a, a high-risk, high-reward player, look no further than Cam Akers. Right, Like I said when I was talking about Daryl Henderson, Daryl Henderson technically did have more snaps than any other running back this week. He had way less production. Daryl Henderson, 10 carries for 19 yards. He's averaging 1.9 yards a carry. Cam Akers had 9 carries for 84 yards, averaging 9.3. That is huge against the San Francisco defense. That, that I am very impressed by that performance. Now, they play Arizona next week. Not so great defense. They play New England the following week. 
not so great defense. And finally, the New York Jets, the New York Jets, week 15. That is, a, I mean, it's perfect. It's a perfect matchup. And if you somehow make it to the finals of your fantasy football playoff, should be week 16. That's against the Seattle Seahawks. They still give up a lot of points in the run game. So it is very good matchups moving forward. But it's just, do you want to take the risk of Cam Akers? I would prefer drafting handcuffs to play it safe. But Cam Akers is a big risk. Speaking of handcuffs, the next waiver signing this week is Jamal Williams for the Green Bay Packers. Jamal Williams is averaging over 10 points per game. He's a top 25 running back this season. People don't know that. And the reason why Jamal Williams is succeeding is he gets a lot of snaps after the Packers take the lead. You really see a trend as Aaron Jones early on. Once the Packers take the lead, they split time with Jamal Williams as they don't want to risk an injury to Aaron Jones. So you think when Jamal Williams gets a ton of points when the Packers take the lead, how often does that happen? Almost every game, literally almost every game, the Packers take an early lead. Packers are great as much as I hate to admit it. And Jamal Williams still gets a ton of touches. Again, matchups. Look who they're playing next. Philadelphia, Detroit, Carolina. Do you see the Packers losing to any of those teams? I don't. I see a split run game. That's what I see. I see an early Packers lead and a split run game between Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. Jamal Williams is one of the best handcuffs this season. He should be on your team, and even better, God forbid something happens to Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams will be that number one and put up even more points. Speaking of number one running backs, look at me. I'm Segways are on fire today. Frank Gore for the New York Jets. I know uh, if you read the articles, Frank Gore is kind of a repeat of last week. Listen, there's not many options out there anymore for waiver signings. We're in week 13 now, so we, we've kind of seen all that we have to see. Frank Gore is only owned in about 20% of ESPN League, so he's still widely available. And he's had some decent games. The, the big thing is he had an amazing game. I wouldn't say amazing. He had a very good game without scoring a touchdown. Ooh, he, he used to be kind of touchdown dependent, but 18 carries, 74 yards. He, was also, he also got three receptions for 12 yards for all you PPR lovers out there. But throwing a touchdown, and that's a, that's a RB1 you know, a, a low-end RB1 fantasy week. I, I mean, that's, a, that's a, a stretch, but that's a very, very good performance out of a, a dinosaur, out of Frank Gore. So uh, it, I was right about this offense. It's, you know, Adam Gase will play Frank Gore over any other running back, no matter how talented they are. I still think that Ty Johnson should get an opportunity, but it's going to be Frank Gore. Um, yeah, it's a Jet. I know how much you hate it. No one really wants a Jet on their team. But that's what it's all about, finding value where it doesn't seem like there's any value. That's the New York Jets. Speaking of that, look at that. Another good segue. Brashad Perriman pronounced his name correctly this time. The final player on the waiver pickup for this week. It's another Jet. I know it's, it's ugly, but ever since Jameson Crowder stepped back, Kind of with that with that injury, uh, Perriman stepped it up. Even when Crowder is back from injury, Perriman has still been the top guy. Perriman is that big play type of receiver. You can you can check out Week Nine where he got five receptions for 101 yards and two TDs. He is the big play guy 
He All he needs is one or two plays for him to put up enough fantasy points. Last week against Miami, four receptions, 79 yards. Eight targets is the big deal. Eight targets. I know those targets used to go to Jameson Crowder, but again, Perriman has really stepped it up. And I think that he could be a really good flex option moving forward. It's a jet. It's going to suck. But the Jets need to throw the ball. That's what they need to do. They need to throw the ball every game because they're going to be losing every game. And Perriman has really stepped it up the last couple of weeks. Boom. Those are it. Those are the top waiver signings. If you want to see a full list of them and kind of uh, my take on all of them, what you just heard, you can visit our website, barelyathletic.com. Check it out. Articles should be up uh, as well as other things. You know, listen to past podcasts. The Thanksgiving special is really fun. Uh, and then you can look at, you know, week 12 waiver signings, see if I was right or not, and make fun of me when I wasn't. So uh, we got the week 13 update coming out later this week, part one and part two. Look forward to that as well as the injury updates this Saturday, right before the game. So hopefully you are, are all having a very good week. Uh, and we're looking forward to week 13. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.